Hey guys, I'm Craig Slate. And I'm Ed Bertod. And you're listening to The Fresh Cred. This is it. This is going to be engaging. This, this guy's, this young man, Mr. John Carter of Limonera. Uh, I've been, well, one, we've got a history. We've got a, a history of, of yeah. all sorts, right? It's I mean, it's so, so much stuff that we've done together in the past. Uh, but, God, I don't know. Yeah, but I have been super gonna, excited. I've for two years. You're going to keep us he, hanging? He's been on the list for, for, for a long time. I forgot you couldn't make Viva, so we right. have a replacement in. Family stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, John decided to get COVID at one time and yeah. couldn't make the trip. And it's like... That was really a weak moment on Show my part. It was. <laughs> I, you, and, and, you, and you pulled it the last minute. It wasn't like right. you know, I saw you. So no, John. <laughs> look, guys. I, there's. I can't even describe. And you know, and with the, most of the stories, we can't tell or we won't tell. Um, and they're probably not as funny to everybody else as they would be to you and I. But we'll probably take, not. Uh, take a yeah. couple. But no, seriously, this guy, energy-wise, creative, one of the realistically just. Him, good human, but he's got such a good freaking spirit. You really do. Well, thank you. You're, you're always right. always positive. Very, like I said, very creative. He thinks this is a guy that thinks out of the box a lot. Or outside yeah. the box. Yeah. Yeah. He he he. he uh, well, out of the box. He said. If you've never been in the box, huh. then you can. Never are you actually outside of it because you don't have anything to compare it to? Mm. <sighs> but see, that's how unique you are. <laughs> that's right? existential. Like, think about that. Yeah. Before we get down too far down memory lane, okay. thank you for being here. Thank you for the support. Thanks to Limonera for believing in us, at least. Hey, he is yeah. a... He's I believe in he's something. A, he's yeah. a, I believe in something. He's a repeat offender with this. He is so a repeat offender. We really like you. Yeah. Right? So, so hats off. First man. time, shame on you. Second time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, really do appreciate it, like I say. And like I said, in all sincerity, uh, I have been looking forward to, to the chance to get on here and... and Again, I got to tell, so John and I, so we all, everybody saw Todd earlier, right? Yes. So Todd, me, and John, we were all in that same introductory we trip. We were part of that class. Yeah, we yeah. were part of that group, first trip to Honduras. But John and I actually went to work for Chiquita close to the same time frame. Well, okay. Within two weeks. Was it okay? only two weeks? It was two weeks. Uh-huh. And if you want to know what two weeks means... For the rest of your life, for that one year, <laughs> right? Like second class citizen. Oh my gosh! He's there. You're two weeks in front of me. You and got he's the, bossing you around. Yeah, he had the big office. He had windows. I show up second second person there on the totem pole. I get like the, I don't know what it was. It was like a. <laughs> it was a desk without a leg. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, a broken it's a leg. Death without leg. <laughs> and so then from there. There, from that point forward, you got to call on all the good accounts. So, 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 yeah. You got to do all the promotional stuff, right? And I was left like carrying like little banners and this type of thing. <laughs> and then I'm try- and then calling, oh. calling on customers that there's literally not a chance in the world that they were going to buy bananas from me. <laughs> there's no way, right? <laughs> Because we were trying to, I was trying to sell bananas uh-huh. to folks that had bananas coming up from Mexico, right, and crossing right there, 
and trying to sell them bananas that we had come in from a boat all the way to Honduras, Gulfport, it, yeah. right? And then convince that them customers. that it made more sense, right, <laughs> mm -hmm. to buy the lemons that came into Gulfport versus the one that came across the border, right? Right? Yeah. Bananas, That's what two weeks means. That's two weeks. Well, there's, there's so much more to that, right? So, so the, the, there was two positions that came open, right? So we were brought in to go somewhere. We moved to Houston. Right. We were not going to be there long. And so there's two positions, two bosses, mm -hmm. two different personality types. Uh, but I was first man up. Right. And so I got to, to pick. One was West Coast. One was East Coast. That's right. One, you know, one was a very, in fact, still to this day, shout out to Mike Salaney, one of the best bosses I ever had. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Bledsoe was on the East Coast, right? Yes. Yeah. And Irvick. he, he Irvick. was it Irvick? Yeah. Mike Irvick. Bledsoe was there and he was going, okay. he was transitioning. Well, okay. Now. Whatever that question was. At the time, but, but it was a different East Coast, a different model, mantra, that kind of yeah. deal. Anyway, I'm short, I picked West tough. Coast. I tough. Went, tough. It was a tough deal. John got shipped off to, what, <laughs> New York or whatever? Right. You, didn't get, Jersey, the, the you didn't get to actually office. live in New York. Or, right, yeah. I was over on the yeah. Jersey side because the office was up in Mawa. Yeah. So, so. Lot, lots happen. But, got to tell the story. Or do you want to tell the story? Have you gotten back at him yet? Do you feel like, I mean... I learned from the experience, right? Like the open-minded, mm -hmm. right? I gained a lot from that experience, mm -hmm. right? It taught me to be humble, Yeah. right? John went on to do a lot better at Chiquita right? than I did. He, he did really well. It, it taught me to get through I mostly rejection, made enemies. Right? Because mm -hmm. every week I'd come in and I would try to sell those daggone bananas to... To whatever part of the customer list in terms of opportunity it was that Craig he had already have time for. picked from, right? That mm -hmm. he didn't have time for. And I heard no. I heard no every week. I bet 20 times I heard no for 30 weeks. 30 weeks. Mm. And then one day, somebody bought something. Mm. And the other 30 weeks, it didn't matter anymore. So see, but I, this guy, I, I should this, be this guy can't. Yeah, but I should be appreciative. His history, but he came to this place. You know, he was a copy salesman yeah. before he got to Bananas. So he was hustling copiers, In fax machines. It was right at the revolution where it turned into plain paper versus the thermal paper. Oh yeah, I love that thermal oh, paper. Oh, people like that. It just up. went away. Like, yeah, but I always oh, this has disappeared. <laughs> but thermal I always paper. said, you know, especially since meeting him, I was like, you know what? If I can find anybody that hustled copiers and fax machines, I'm yeah. hiring that because that's that's tough sledding yeah. right mm -hmm. there. Tough sledding. So so the banana thing probably was actually easier than because you had to right you had to go door to door right and nobody yeah you know, everybody's so you well know. I think I got kicked out of every office building in Roslyn, Virginia. Or Crystal City, yeah, that was through there because you had a lot of government contractors. <laughs> you had a lot of government contractors, and it was like secret work going on. So you cruise into the office and you start knocking on the doors, and then you start like it's 15 story buildings, and you start to get a spider sense that somebody's going to call the called security. So then you're trying to figure out how you can get through the whole building and leave your cards off before they catch you. you start like jumping so floors, a little game, right? Hmm. 
Well, I don't know, man. I think I still wouldn't turn my back on him if he had an ice skate in his hand. <laughs> he might Tanya Harding you or something, because I would be upset with you. But, but, now, <laughs> but now look at John now. He's take, gone all the way from the Amigo Dome. He's, yes. He's left the Amigo so we had, we had names. So Chiquiti had Chiquita Bananas. You had the consoles, and you had the Amigos. Amigos. So Guess it, who got to sell the Amigos? Yeah. John was the Amigo Dome guy. I was the Amigo guy. Hmm. Yeah. I was console guy, so I wasn't like first class. Yeah. I was second class, but yeah. it was better than Amigo class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Charlie was first class. But now this guy's head of global sales right. for uh, Lehman Nera. Lehman Nera. He, he got, he's gone, gone to Wall Street. Been part of ringing the bell. Really? That was yeah. That was a good trip. That was. Uh, that's pretty cool. It was sort of the anniversary when the company went public. Yeah. Right. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Um, and it's interesting because the company, we're celebrating coming to the end of 130 years. Wow. So 2010, uh, it went public because there was a situation of number of shareholders within a company, that legally you have to become public, and because of just the age of the company and the different families through the years that sort of brought things together is a high number of shareholders, technically speaking, mm -hmm. right? So it was one of those things that you were faced based upon the laws to become publicly traded. So say that again, Why, what's the law that, that? It's something if you had more than 500 shareholders huh. or 150, it was whatever the number was, right? That then you must file to become publicly traded. I did not know yeah. that. And then, interesting enough, like a year or two years later, from what I understand, is they actually changed the rule and took it to a level of like 2,000 or 2,500, whatever the number was. And we were actually below that threshold, right? Hmm. So wouldn't had to have done that a year or two years later, but the laws at the time made it happen. And that's how Lehman Air became publicly traded. Huh. And you guys ship, obviously, being global head of global sales, mm -hmm. that you ship all over the world? Right. You spend... So we source and ship all over the world. So the USA fruit will send to, um, we'll actually send to Asia, big time into Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong. Uh, China depends upon what happens with the trade at the particular mm -hmm. time from regulations and that type of thing. Uh, down to South America, right? Uh, we've shipped at times, if the market conditions are right, actually shipped to Europe. That's few and far between for that. Uh, and then we source out of Chile and Argentina and also Mexico. And Chile is a place where we have more land holdings there relative to investment, right? All the way through and the others, it's uh, more of a enduring partnerships, if you will, mm -hmm. from key suppliers that uh, we work with relative to packaging, packing, packing the Limonera carton so it's the same uh, the same thing going to the customer relative to the graphics, the box, that type of thing. Whether that's here coming in the States or heading over to uh, South Korea or Japan. Are any of those Euro flows for juicing or is it all fresh product for sale? It's, um, when we did it out of the States one time, that was for fresh product. But out of uh, Chile, you will have some juice opportunities, hmm. right? And it's interesting, we actually, with the ebb and flow of you know, any market, right, you, you've got the, the juice part of that, you'll actually have, if it gets tight, right, if overall supply gets tight, then you have less juice. So we'd actually bring in lemons from Chile specifically for some juicing to make sure that uh, the juice folks had enough to, you know, 
fulfill, fulfill their contracts, mm -hmm. right? So over those years since we went public 2010 to now, it's, you know, you have some companies that might source out of a particular country and go to multiple markets, check. Or you may have um, a company that focuses on one market and then pulls in from different sourcing areas to service it. So we're multi-sourcing, multi-market, and you know it's, it's more common now, the whole idea of having that year-round supply. Our focus is the year-round supply, not just for, say, the USA market, but also for Japan and South Korea to have that continuous program regardless of the market. Mm -hmm. So that's what's sort of unique or different from us and our approach on that over the past uh, 13 years. Well, how long have you been there? 13 years. So I came aboard um, when it became publicly traded and became independent as far as a shipper goes, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then started up uh, that process of going direct, right? So it was literally one of those situations where, and this is, this is where I should be indebted to you for being, you know, low on the total pole there. I hate when he gets credit calls. for anything, yeah. so Thank you take it much. easy. Thank don't, you, John. Don't lay it on too thick. Fred, is it was literally that piece that the company had, you know, shipped to different people, so there was an awareness, so it wasn't starting from absolute zero, but it was literally starting up, right, where you had the phone, and you had the legal pad, and you had the blue book. And you had a couple pieces of paper where some people came in and picked up product directly at that point in time. Wow. Right prior to that. Because before that, it was more just a, a packing, uh, growing and packing yeah, you report, They reported Sunkiss before, Correct. right? Yeah, right. that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And so that's really the thing there is because of the publicly traded nature of what was taking place, right? It's um, within a cooperative, it, it does a lot of positive, positive things. But that's difficult then when you have those responsibilities of being publicly traded relative to being able to make those singular decisions, yeah. right? That that's a natural conflict, right? And so that was part of the driver there of the The reason the, they had to pull out transition, of it. Yeah. Yeah, right? That makes sense. So now you guys, you guys do more than lemons. I mean, I realize that's your problem. Well, I was going to ask about varieties. Is it more, is it more yeah. than one variety? It's predominantly lemons, and we go back and forth. You know, we'll have uh, some of the other citrus. Most of that's now down in Chile. Mm. Um, but we're a big avocado grower, right? So I think um, it, it goes back and forth between who's second and third. Within California, we're the, uh, either the second or third largest avocado grower. And it's not something we market. That's still under the situation of we're growing it, but we don't pack it, mm -hmm. right? We don't, we don't market it. Um, so then on the other citrus piece, it's, it's something we sell, but that's more of collaboration with some other suppliers uh, for crawlstock and that type of thing of being sort of that, um, being able to get all the basket of goods together. Mm -hmm. So do you guys, on the, on the avocado side of the business, mm -hmm. uh, do you guys only grow in California? Yes, it's so only you, you don't have a Peruvian deal or Mexican deal. Correct. Yeah, it's only there in uh, California. So, pink lemons. Pink lemons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we work with those. Um, it's a tricky item, right? This is one of the things that we that you learn is when you get into the specialty items, mm -hmm. right? Making sure you have that supply and demand right, right? And so it's it that item has become more of a niche item, right? Um, and it gets into the merchandising space and all those types of things when you get out there and uh, 
if we all if we could all be as lucky as the uh, our Apple friends, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Which oh my gosh, look at all that real all estate. The, right? yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, for right? Sure, so for it's sure. a little trickier. Yeah. Right? No, I, I knew that the, you know you guys had and and did some stuff with with the pink line or lemons yeah. uh, at one point. Yeah. I just didn't know. Because it's to me, it's a great concept. I mean, color yes. and yeah, and, and I think they even eat a little different, right? I mean, like a pink. Yeah. Well, so it'll, it'll have, have different... um, a slight grapefruit taste to it, huh. right? And so it's interesting. You look at different lemons as we, you know, we call the conventional sort of the classic lemons, right? But you can take Meyer lemons because that's really the biggest, my favorite lemon, the biggest specialty item for uh, for that. The Meyer lemons, you can take that and you can put that on crab legs. Talking about eating different, mm -hmm. right? And I swear you don't need butter. Like it's fantastic, right? Ah, my mouth but, watering. Yeah. yeah, but if you take a conventional lemon and you start putting it on there, right? Oh my gosh, right? It, it doesn't taste right. Now you put that on fish, awesome, right? So conventional lemon on fish, yeah. good. Yeah, so then the Meyer lemon would be okay, but not like it is on the crab legs, huh. right? So none of that's really formal. I mean, that's a lot of personal grilling. Mm -hmm. It's sort of well, informal. You know what would be fun, John? Yeah. We should, you, should, you should set up a tasting. Tasting. Mm -hmm. A tasting. Yeah. Well, we do tastings, but it usually comes well, I'm talking in. about for me and Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Meyer lemon, ginger, salt on watermelon. Try it. Wow. What, awesome. what did you do? Make a, like a dressing of Meyer lemon. Actually, I put a little bit of Persian lime in there, too. Yeah. But mostly Meyer lemon, like three to one yeah. ratio. Ginger, grated. Okay. And then salt. And then put the watermelon in the freezer, let it about to freeze, and then pour that on top, Ooh. it's super good. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. I've heard and people... That's a, yeah, well, is that a dressing? Yeah, huh? sure, you can call it a dressing. I mean, there's... Go, go ahead. I was just saying, I've had people people say they like hot Cheetos and Myron lemon juice. <laughs> just straight up. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying that one. Hot, mm. hot Cheetos. No, I'm not trying. I'm hmm? trying. Mm. You're more of a Takis guy. Ooh. You like Takis? I like a Takis. You ever had Takis, John? My daughter loves Takis. Takis. Yeah, I used to. Loves them. We knew Takis before Takis were cool. Yeah. We're that, joking, okay, of course. Okay, now it gets confusing. Right? What is confusing, We're not John? eating Takis. Like, you know, TikTokies, right? <laughs> <laughs> TikTok Takis. Tiki Takis. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? I'm now confused. Okay. This is it. So you were like old school Takis, right? And it was like one color bag. I wasn't. It was my... Our kids Our were. kids, Okay, yeah. kids. So there was one color bag like, hey, yeah. hey can you pick us Takis? Now you got to ask what color bag. And if you go into, you know, like a primo convenience store, right? Like, you know, top shelf. Right. And they start laying out all the different types of Takis. It can be a little bit overwhelming. A lot of In varieties fact, out you there. You have talkie anxiety. Well, right? That could sort of totally. Like the, I could right? see him having some kind of anxiety. I'm never good with a bunch of choices. It's sort of like the line anxiety if you go to like a subway or something. Yeah. And you're trying to order, you know, for five different people, and oh. like there's ten people behind you, and you step up and go, "Yeah, I've got That's five sandwiches." Good. Yeah. That anxiety is mm -hmm. on par with trying to decide which talkie to pick up. It's close. Anyway, uh, continue on, sir. We're on. We're on camera here. We haven't. Scored an invite from him to do a tour. Like yeah, we did. Yeah. He's going to do a tasting. Yeah. You said that. He didn't say it. Yeah. He gave me the nod. Oh, okay. Well, Ed, maybe you you're not invited. You are more than welcome at any time to come by the ranch in Santa Paula, mm. soak in the history, right? Soak in the beautiful Southern California weather. 
see the happiest lemons on earth. They are so happy where they are. We're thinking happy. They, they can't help but to get in the box where I'm not. I'm not in there because I'm outside the box, the box, right? Come back around on that. You know what I'm saying? You are more than welcome to come by, Ed. Thank you very, very, very yeah. much. No, Craig, uh, you know, yeah, coming back around. Maybe we come back around and bite you a little bit. I'll, I'll put him in my carry-on. So we're, we're thinking about doing and maybe taking this show on the road. Oh, Lord, yeah. Well, we set you up. We, we have, uh, we got some, there's some great locations right there. We could, put, we could set you up. You could go on the road and you could invite people in and have a different location on the ranch every day of the week. For five what? days. If you come in before the you know the big show down in Anaheim coming up, mm -hmm. we set you up in five different places. We set you up in the general store. We could set you up by the bocce courts, bocce ball courts. Oh, nice. Right? So y'all play bocce ball there? Oh, it, it's big time. Okay. It's big time. It's like six professional bocce ball courts. I think I need to move to Santa Paula. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, we what set you up got? in the old packing house. You got house. an old store? We, we put you in the new packing house. We could put you up on the hill. Uh, Michu Piku, we call it, Michu whatever Piku? it is from Peru. Yeah, it's the Santa Paula version. Right. The Santa Paula so version of Machu Picchu. Yeah. We what? had to walk up there? We, they uh, said that's a hike. Yeah, it's a hike. Yeah. But uh, you could do it. You think I can make yeah. that? Yeah. Ed and I, we, then you get started, and then I could drive on up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell, John. So, look, we're going to have to. I'm to not going to get a tell the underwear story. That would not no, say well, the underwear story for we'll, later. We're going to do on uh, all we're going to respective the, the from our store. respective. Are we going to the Machu Picchu? Oh, we could do one from there. That's what I'm telling about. That's what. Yeah. That's literally what yeah. I was talking like, about. I'll, we will trim the trees so you can get the view all the way to the Channel Islands. You will trim the trees for us. Yeah, and you'll see the ocean I right there. This is going to be great. Podcast under. Yeah. He's laying it on thick. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, and, and Steve... Yeah. Not the lemons are happy. The avocados are happy. Like, you guys will be man, happy. It's a whole... We can hit Oxnard. Yeah. Hit John's place. Yes. Wow. Road trip. It's a lot. Road, road, trip. road trip. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny boy, how do I say? Thank you for being here. Thank you for the support. Thank okay, you for welcome, just reaffirming how I shouldn't, you know, totally turn my back on this guy because who knows what he'd. Yeah, that's good. You know, just follow your gut, follow your instinct. Ah. Yeah. Be all right. No turn it. Don't you turn that back, baby. <laughs> Love you, John. All right, brother. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, guys, uh, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. Uh, we've got. Uh, you do know we could go for three more hours. We could. Well, we you totally and I could, could just keep going. Yeah. But me and you probably will. Yeah. You, yeah. Could, yeah. you okay. could drive a car with your feet too, but I don't recommend it. <laughs>